Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian. Today I got uh, Colby with me. How's it going? Steven's here. Yep. So is Race. How's it going? So today's uh, topic is going to be kind of a unique one. Um, when we were doing the Resident Evil spoiler cast, I believe I dropped the bomb that it was um, now, I think, my third favorite game of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a uh, List Busters episode a few uh, months ago where we went through our like top 25 of all time. And I had so much fun with Resident Evil. Um, I started thinking about my favorite games of all time. And then I started to think, looking at my top five, top ten games, if you take away the nostalgia, if you take away how it made you feel at the time, and if you take away its place in time, so kind of what it meant at the time, a lot of the games in my top 25, if I was stuck on like a deserted island type situation, probably would not make the cut of what I had to actually play. So I wanted to kind of open up the discussion for that to talk about when ranking games. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna have a, a, a best game of all time ranking, like you really gotta you really gotta factor that in, right? Yeah. That's something that's you really have so. to do. So like I, something like Metal Gear Solid, which has always been in my top five my entire life, I'm not gonna choose to play that game again. <laughs> I'm not gonna play that game again. Like I think it it holds up mechanically, but not uh, it's not satisfying. Like, you can still play it and it still makes sense, but it's not a satisfying gameplay experience. And the voice acting, revolutionary at the time. Um, in the days of The Last of Us does not stand out anymore. <laughs> now Snake sounds incredibly overacted. Um, so I kind of want to just open up the discussion, right? So just to let you know, my previous... Actually, I don't know my previous top five. Yeah, I do. I can come up with it. Um, I think my Day first can. one was Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Uh-huh. My second one was The Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. Good one. My third was Red Dead Redemption. Oh, I forgot what four and five were. Interesting. Oh no, I've got my list, but I don't have. Go ahead and do yours. What's your top five? Uh, first off, you know Final Fantasy Seven. That's my yes. number one of all time. And then 2017, that's when Persona Five came out. Persona and, Five, that's right. Uh, pushed down a crap ton of games, and then I played Yakuza Zero, and that did the same thing. That's number three. That's in your. That's your three. I don't remember yeah. that being that high. Uh, Good lord! I know exactly. Is it on the list we did? Was yeah, it? oh. it's it's on there. So you man. Changed it since then. No, it's just it has everything I uh, wanted a game. It's got humor and seriousness, and intertwines them perfectly. So uh, for Sonic the Hedgehog two, which you could you know argue that Sonic Mania is up there with it, but Sonic two was nostalgic for me. Okay. And then number five was uh, Fancy Star Online. So I'm glad, I'm glad, man, your list is going to really lead it, it's, itself to this discussion. Yes, exactly. The last two I forgot to mention um, for mine were obviously Metal Gear Solid was four. Yeah. Like I said a minute ago. Uh, and then WWF No Mercy was number five, <laughs> um, which weirdly enough uh, holds up better than Metal Gear Solid. Really? Was. Really? Um, <laughs> gameplay wise, for sure. Um, okay. But yeah, neither one of those games would, if I'm being honest with myself. Yeah. I like, I've, I've played Resident Evil 2 already like on my second big playthrough, but I've kind of touched base with every character multiple times and I can't wait to keep playing it. Like that's a game I'll keep coming back to in the mm-hmm. foreseeable, you know, uh, short term future. Um, Colby, remember your top five? I know number one was Ocarina of Time and number two, I believe was Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn and then number three was Final Fantasy six. Those two might've been swapped around. I don't know. Okay. And number four or five, I have no idea. Race, what were yours? So, my number one was DMC, the remake. Okay. Wow. That's one, one of my... I'm happy about this. That's my that's favorite one. game series of all time, so I had to put it number one. Gotcha. Second one for me is probably 
the first Kingdom Hearts game. I haven't beaten okay. Kingdom Hearts 3 yet to okay. know if it gotcha. makes it uh, to beat it. 2 did really well, but just the the stuff I felt during the first game was just amazing. 3 goes to Dishonored. It's a good one. Dishonored's great. 4 probably ends up going to Sly Cooper 2. <laughs> <laughs> you have a unique list. I like that. Yeah. Both you and Colby both do. Number 5... Five's a hard one because I end up wanting to put like one of the Jack and Daxter series games up there, but they really, if I was being truthful with myself, is probably not. So it probably ends up going to the new Spider-Man game. Okay, that's that's a really good one too because it's yeah. recent. When discussing the games we just said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, half of those games don't belong, right? If we're being truthful, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is an awesome platform, one of my favorites, but there's no chance in hell you're going to play that game <laughs> over most of these, specifically if you can't play any other game anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over, over most of them, no, but I have recently, and well, I yeah, still that, enjoy it's it. It's one I love to pop back into. Yeah. Same thing with like Streets of Rage 2, but I'm not going to... I don't know. I'm not going to choose it over... Right. If you have a bunch of, of like... If you have like all your like top 10 games listed, or just put on the floor, and you got to pick up a disc... You're not going to go to, like, Sonic. You're not going to go to it. It's quick. But and you don't, and yeah. the reason I think this is such a unique and this is such a, I think, potentially interesting topic is because game game culture is nerd culture, right? It's the same thing. Yeah. And nerds are specifically very nostalgic. That's what we do. Very Everybody's – the reason all the yeah. 90s stuff was coming back is because we were all nerds around that time, and that's when that, – now we're making stuff. We're making the stuff we like when we were kids, right? But other – but like so for movies take movies for instance okay um there are like die hard film people that would choose like black and white movies and, and silent movies but for the most part those are off the list oh right? yeah, absolutely even though like i said like you're die hard people yeah but unless you're somebody who like fancies yourself like a um, video game historian which none of us are no. we're just fans of it yeah i think we're a little pretentious by putting some of the older stuff on there you know why? Why? I think it's uh, there's about like three uh, three ways I can describe this. One, sentimentality. Like yeah, absolutely. You, you don't want to like you. Okay, I'm gonna take that back. Loyalty is the word. A I'm loyalty for, is I think a great because word. you think you owe it to the game, even though it's not a person or anything. It's not an entity. It's just a thing. It's just a lot of random code. You think you owe your list to that game to still be on there at all times. I completely agree with that. Yeah. So you're, we're trying to personify a game and you can't, yeah. And you can't do yeah. that and you can't do that, but it's impossible not to try. No, <laughs> the thing I think of always when I, like we don't like, include the old games, um, is because of almost where the culture of video games has gone lately. So let's take, let's say the first Mario game, uh, what was the story that you jumped around, you saved a princess, to to save a princess she's in yeah. another castle. It was about NES Mario, not like yeah, Atari. Like Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Okay. So okay, got gotcha. Mario. Yeah, so if you're going to that, <laughs> there's really true. not much story element there and not a lot of reason you play other than the fact that it's something to play. Nowadays, we have stuff like God of War where we have this story that really makes you want to continue. And even to Brian's point of like, Almost where a lot of stuff nowadays is going towards close to a Metroidvania style where you feel like 
there's something I have to get to unlock this thing. Like there's this always constant drive to do it. On the older games, it was like, cool, I made it to like level three. It's a little bit difficult, but whatever, I made it to level three. Um, that was really your story progression was just you got to this stage. But nowadays there's actual gains and like reasons to Literal. further the actual I think story. That, that introduces a whole nother wild card to it, mm-hmm. which is because narrative games are, well, obviously narrative games are story focused, but modern games are so narrative focused. Do they lose? Do they lose their value after you beat the game? Most of the time I'll, I'll probably to say that extent. they do. So what you said about Mario yeah. brothers is a great example. Um, I never cared about save the princess. It's just right. you, get to, you get to play, but it's so it's it's, 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 it's like it's the Tetris effect. Mm-hmm. Well, not the game, but like the, the, yeah. <laughs> whatever you know. What I'm trying to say Tetris. Yeah. There's no story, but mm-hmm. like it's it's infinitely playable, right? So anytime somebody puts Tetris as the number one of all time, I'm like go for it, dude. I get it. Yeah. Um, and then I look at my top five now, and there are lots of narrative based games. And then I think about well, if I sat down and played that game, would I would I play it from start to finish? And the answer is flat out no, because I've tried. Red yeah. Dead Redemption 1 is I wanted to replay through that game before 2 came out and I couldn't do it. You probably get to Mexico and you quit again, right? I didn't even get that far. But oh, yeah, wow. that's that's kind of what I was expecting to do. Um, the Witcher 3, I've, I've replayed that game a thousand times, but I've only ever beat it twice mm-hmm. yeah. because I just, I give up. Um, so then it starts to really, really kind of weigh on me. Like, are these my favorite games? Of all, are these the best games of all time? It's, because I don't, yeah. there are some games, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, every time I play it, I usually beat it. Now, granted, it's a shorter experience. That's part of it. Right. Um, but at the same time, no part of that game has aged poorly to me mm-hmm. where some other games have. Um, so that's like the conversation I was kind of in with myself recently, specifically with Red Dead 1. Red Dead 2 is a better story than the first one. Okay. Once you beat it. I don't know if you, yeah. anybody beat it here. You no, still, I'm okay. on chapter still 4 right now. Saran rap, unfortunately. <laughs> Red Dead 2 story is better than the first one. Um, the combat's about the same. Yeah. But I think most people are going to say Red Dead 1 is a better game. It's factually not. <laughs> no. But most people are going to say Red Dead 1 because nobody, we hadn't seen anything like that at the time. So I don't know. Um, what Game made evolves. me think of... Say it again? I mean, everything evolves. Yeah, and like gaming is not even what it was anymore. Nope. And you have games that are just, I think, actually pretty interesting uh, n- uh, narrative games that the gameplay doesn't work at all in. Mm-hmm. And then they don't even make a dent like um, The Order, 1886. Cool narrative, great world. Oh, um, don't even get me started nobody on that really game. Nobody really tried. I mean, nobody cared about it, right? No. The game, that game was just, it was so beautiful looking as a PS3 Gorgeous, yeah. game. And there, I forget what YouTuber it was. I think it was uh, uh, Zero Punctuation. Ended up having a thing on it where he was like, I end up walking into a room there was all of this beautifully laid yeah. brick, copper piping and everything, and I just sat there and thought for a second, if you had just shut off this room and gave give me more of a game than what I actually had, yeah. instead of just focus on how and that pretty game, this one room was. Specifically, I think Zero Punctuation one that points it out the most is has the exact same encounter. Multiple boss oh, yeah. have the exact same encounter. Yep. Which is I mean, I don't want to just rag on that game, no. but at the same it time. It had a lot of like, good potential. It was I think fantastically that, that, acted and everything. That studio is working on a triple A title now, and I think they deserve a chance for it because they, they mm-hmm. did some cool stuff with that one. That is a game I wanted to I'm not gonna we're not gonna make this the eighteen eighty six like <laughs> podcast here. But that game was specifically developed in my mind for other programmers. That's yeah, like this a is circle engine. jerk of programming right there. It's like, hey, look what I can do. We'll it, look yeah. at this. But they forgot to make the game fun. Exactly. Um, it's, so, it's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Um, one of the best looking games on the system, for sure. Like, and it came out very early. Yeah. Um, 
It was launch title, wasn't it? No, it was. I think close. it was launch, but it was shortly after. Shortly after. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, taking it back to to to, to where I was before, yeah. what kind of made me have this um, this thought process? But we did our movies in review. Mm-hmm. The entire year, I would have told you that Avengers: Infinity War was my favorite movie that year, right? Because of how much I loved it. it. Was the best movie that year. But then Annihilation is just like objectively better, right? Like it's directed better, it's acted better. It's paced better. It's just better. Mm-hmm. Of course, I like Avengers more, but I ended up giving it to Annihilation because it's just a better experience. Or, and now I realized how much I don't do that with games. Okay. So, the question I have to each of you. Okay. What is it <laughs> that you you personally think is important? What is it for you? What is the most important part of a game? For it to be in your top your top ten of all time, like what, what do, from now like this conversation forward, okay, exposing the fact that we have lots of games that we straight up would only play for twenty minutes or and put down. Going forward, I want to keep a track of our top ten games and then see how they change throughout the years. Provided we continue to do this for a while, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, because Resident Evil Two woke me up like, okay, this is a game that's exactly what I wanted. It's modern. It's got everything I liked from back then, but it's better in every way. What do you? What's important to you as a gamer going forward for it to make your all top, all time top ten? Because I don't believe, like for instance, I don't believe for a second that God of War is not one of your five favorite games of all time. I'm looking at Steve when I say that. I don't believe it. Like it's not <laughs> in your top five. It's in my top. It's 25. not in my top five. It's definitely not in Colby's. But I yeah. don't believe if you're being truthfully honest and yeah. throw away all the r- mm-hmm. retro garbage. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't if, believe it. If we're throwing away retro garbage and I am exposing myself, expose yourself, bro. Reduce, like it's removing safe, all safe nostalgia, space. no blanket statements no, whatsoever. Yes. If we're talking about games that I talk about all the freaking time, just metal. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, that's good. We can, we can bleep that out. No problem. <laughs> no, like I think that's a. What's where's Metal Gear on your list? Do you remember? Uh, it's it was in the, the top twenty five. It's think. top twenty five, but it's not yeah, your top. But it's not my top Metal Gear game because I don't think it's objectively better. Right. So, but, than but you know, what is important to you as a two? Yeah, um, that's the thing. So I think that yeah. I think it opens up things a little differently when you think about it kind of outside of the box we're used to ranking games like every game site that we've always followed does and that's why we do the things we do right we we grew right. up in game pro and game informer and ign and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff right and they always rank things the same but man if you just like sit alone in the dark and yeah. sort of that's not my top 25 that's <laughs> though it's the first uh first legit horror game um i mean you can put in top 25 horror games of all time right no. No? Okay. Yeah, that game doesn't. All right. I did create the genre, though. Survival Horror. That was the first one. Did it really? Long See, the I thought sure. Resident Evil came first. No, PC Long the Dark was definitely first. I had okay. that game. It was terrifying. I mean, it looks ridiculous now when you oh, go yeah, back. Like, it's not remotely scary. Um, but, yeah, so I want to go first about this because I think I figured out what it is that really, really connects me to a game. Mm-hmm. And it is, without a doubt, a sense of space. It is, a, oh. it is, it is atmosphere and a a feeling that I've been to a location. So we talk, we talk about gaming, but we don't, but people talk about gaming and movies as like escapist fantasy, right? It's about getting away from the real world. Mm-hmm. When I look at my top five, all five of those game worlds are game worlds. I felt like I've been in. I felt like I visited that location. Okay. Um, I felt like, I think the Witcher three, so for instance, the Witcher three's game world to me is far more interesting than Assassin's Creed Odyssey's. Mm-hmm. even though the combat in Odyssey is just as good, if not, even some people would say better. I don't think it's better, but some people would say that, and they have, that you can make that argument. But Witcher 3 is so handcrafted, 
and, it, mm-hmm. and it's so designed around what the culture would be. Like um, this town is a, a, has starts at this lake because that's where you would actually go to trade. Like it just everything is, is so well thought out, and it's not cookie cutter. That I feel like I've been there. Um, Resident Evil Two. I feel like I've been to that police station. Oh yeah, right. I don't feel like I've been to the lab. I don't feel like I've been to the uh, sewers, but I felt like I went to that police station, or even outside in the city. And outside the city, that that immediate area, I feel I've been to that gas station. I've been to that city. I've been to that police station. The open road in the very first like scene, also because everybody's driven down like road. Yes, it just it makes me like I. And the same thing, Resident Evil Seven. We said it when it came out. When our reviews, like I've been to the Baker Estate. That's a place I've been. Right. (laughs) Um, If we had a Baker Estate, like. Right now, we went to it, and it was like life size. Obviously, we can just go through. It. I can we can probably through, figure yeah. out the puzzles easily. Can get through that. Yeah. And two of the other games on my list are two D games: Castlevania: Symphony of the Night and Hollow Knight uh-huh. are my top five games of all time. Uh-huh. And both of the, even though they're two D, because of the sound design in those games and the art style, those are worlds I felt like I inhabited. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, for whatever reason, that is the most important. I guess that's what I'm looking for in games. And I never thought, yeah. like, I'm not somebody who'll ever put Tetris or Super Mario Brothers 1 on there because mm-hmm. apparently game, just just straight-up gameplay isn't enough for me. Right. I've got to have something more. So what it is? what is it for you? We'll start with... I feel like Colby doesn't know yet. Uh, I've kind of got an idea, but like what you said about space, like the way a game makes you, like, it feels like you're there. Yeah. Final Fantasy VI, to me, it, it, it's, it's like a top-down isometric, is that what yeah. you call it? It feels like... I was actually a part of that world because I got to see it change. Like halfway through the game, okay, you, yeah, you, you, you lose, like you lose, like Which is Kefka an awesome wins. Story. Yeah, that's an awesome. Um, story and then you you're just playing through like this completely desolate, uh, destroyed world, and it just feels like now since you didn't do everything that you could to stop it, like it had an actual consequence to it, and then you have to go back and try to fix everything. So, I kind of understand like. So your top like, five that you listed, several Zelda games. Mm-hmm. Some Fire Emblem games. Mm-hmm. Do you stand by those choices? Is that something you like right now? Is that are those the games you choose as your favorite games of all time? As in, you would not play other games, and that's all. You, if that's all you had, or would you choose other stuff? You think the top three, a hundred percent, I would still keep those in. So, what is it about them? It's just the the gameplay of them is fantastic. So, like, so and, what was your top three again? Same again. Uh, Ocarina of Time. Okay. Uh, Fire Emblem, Radiant Dawn, and then Final Fantasy VI. So you would rather play those games than Breath of the Wild? Absolutely. Play them? Absolutely. Play the weather control and everything? Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. That's a bold statement. I like that. Um, I, <laughs> I like bold statements. I, I love Breath of the yeah. Wild. Don't get me wrong. But it's a great game. I, I do think it has a few drawbacks. Like the weapon system. Well, I, I hate it. I, don't I like think it it's either. awful. I don't like it either. <laughs> um, so I would, I would rather play Ocarina of Time because Ocarina of Time is... Smash before It oh. factually has better dungeons. They're harder. They're more complex. Um, Ocarina of Time has a story, kind of. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Breath of the Wild doesn't really have much of a story. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's got it's got one, but it's not the it's, most compelling yeah, thing in yeah, the world. So, like, I, I, I'm looking at Colby as a gamer. You're sticking by yours, mm-hmm. which I respect. Mm-hmm. So, I'm thinking story is not that important to you. It, it, it is. To, it is to an extent, but, but it's, it's certainly not the driving yeah, factor because no. you've played better stories mm-hmm. than that. Um, graphics certainly aren't. No, yeah, no. Um. Uh, I will say I would rather play Ocarina of Time on the 3DS than the 64 just because it's smoother and well, it looks better. Well, of course, better. yeah, absolutely. Um, but if I were to put another game in my top five list that probably wasn't already there, it would be 
Final Fantasy 14 just because like okay I'll because I can play it forever and they'll keep making content for me like it'll never get old. So the the reasons the content? Yeah, as long as there's something for me to do, like why that game world? Why Final Fantasy? And yeah, why why that game? So that's a game that's mm-hmm. it's an MMO. Yeah. So the combat is fun for an MMO, but it doesn't compare to like yeah because it's a single player storyline. It's combat. not action combat. It's a uh, ability combat cooldowns so what 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 is I'm, I'm trying to see what i'm trying to do i'm trying to get to like the heart of what you are as a game what, what is what what is it that makes you drill them that's what i'm doing dude yeah uh, final fantasy 14 has one of the best stories of any game i've ever played so story is important to you yeah, it is to an extent Somewhat. okay yeah. interesting but it also has great combat and uh like an environment to back it so you definitely have a thing for fantasy settings for sure oh 100 i do so not you're really. a fantasy gamer for yeah. sure it's either fantasy or like high sci-fi like stoner high like high sci-fi <laughs> right? like halo bro. type sci-fi bro like what's all this space dude here man <laughs> steven <laughs> you're in space which way is north what is yours okay <laughs> what makes you so first of all are you sticking by your top five or, or no okay here's the thing i'm not asking you to tell me your top five this yep. was to like we're gonna come back later at a later date to be determined with yep. our new top 10 yeah our, our our honest our honest top 10 <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is just uh, just trying to I wanted to open up sort of your way of thinking a little bit mm-hmm. and then sort of try to find out what it is you're going to be looking for going forward yeah. to see how things rank so what do you think is for you man for me I'm going to go ahead and kind of reach outside the box on this one okay. and say that my mood before playing a game popping a disc in or starting the application my mood has to be right for it absolutely so if true I'm for a lot of people needing to get into a game that requires not only my attention but is like straight up just a fun game i have to be right in my own mind outside so if i'm having a bad day and it's a game that i need to pay attention to and not let my mood like affect it then i mean it, it can change rapidly i've seen you avoid games that you ended up loving Yes, like, I avoid games because people talk that. about it. And I know, it makes me not hype, want I know to play yeah, it. hype affects you more than most right. people, and it depends on how people say it too. So when Fair someone enough. Fair like enough. approaches me and says, "Hey, I think you would like this game," I'm like, "You know what? I might. I'll try it." But if someone says, "Hey, this is the best game of all time," I notice my voice changes a little bit on that <laughs> course, due to like how I, <laughs> I feel about it. Then I'm like, oh, "I don't trust you on that because I only trust myself." So like, I really enjoyed our discussion both privately and then on the podcast on the yeah. Resident Evil because like we I was blown away by that game and you just liked it um, and the things you didn't like about it were cl- clear designed yeah. there's reasons not for them but your complaints still were valid right um, but also like my complaints they have that fix for it already so like no melee oh well you have some reaction items yeah or you know what was the other thing I said there was a couple of different things you said, but one of the yeah. things I'm like, um, one of my points about that is that like, I don't care about that. Right. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted the feeling I wanted to be scared mm-hmm. and all that. But as a gamer, that showed me more about you than almost anything you said in the past several podcasts. Right. Is when you're like, well, I don't like the fact there's no melee, melee mm-hmm. items. I was like, well, why would there be man? That make the game easy. Like, I, I just don't like it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so this is something that's important to you as a gamer. Right. Absolute control in the situation is important to you. Exactly. So I start to look at your top five. We don't know what the actual ones are going to be. Right. But the ones you like, like Metal Gear, which is, mm-hmm. you have an incredible amount of control over your character in that game. Yeah. You didn't take, like, you like Dark Souls, but you also complain about it a bunch. Oh, it's 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 a terrible guy. I don't, because I don't you like, don't have yeah. a lot of control of your character. So I wonder if how mm-hmm. if 
like player agency, like in the physical space yeah. to you is, is like one of your driving things. Experience. My experience, every, every you gotta factor. Go way deeper than that. Experience. Every factor, not only mood. Okay. But how I view the game already. Okay. How I'm going so to So your the preconceptions game. going in. Yes. Also, here, here's another one. Ready for it? Okay. If I can brag about the game. Oh, here, we'll get even deeper. About brag when you mean your performance As in, in the like, game? like, well, not, not like trophies or anything like that. Well, okay. maybe, maybe that may okay. play a okay. factor with it, but like talking to other people and be like, hey, I'm the first one to play this game. Okay. Gotcha. I, so I, a little bit indie music sort of. <laughs> right. I'm the owner of this feeling. I'm the owner of this game, this experience. Okay. Also, this would I be cool dude. if I talk about this game? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm exposing myself right now. No, no, I love this. Oh, I'm, I'm doing this. We're, I'm, we said we're going to drill you, dude. <laughs> right. What games could I put in my top 10, top 25 to be different? Yeah, no, no doubt that affects your top 25. Yeah, what am I rebelling against? What am I for? Everything. Is it too popular? <laughs> I'm not going to like it. Is it not popular uh... enough? It's going to go higher on my list. <laughs> Where are we so, dropping? <laughs> there, are, there are so many things Get that out. can change it. And... <laughs> um. It's like I'm a poser. I, the more I say it, like I'm, I'm a freaking poser. <laughs> I might as well just go, you know, like buy, buy a couple of things from Hot Topic. Just put them on. Dude, I, lo- I love Hot Topic. The thing is, like my most my most popular game on my list, or the number one game on my list, is Final Fantasy VII, which a lot of people will say that. But now you're getting a lot of backlash from it. It makes me like it even more. See, right. I hated Final Fantasy VII for a long time because yeah. I was I was the one through six for years, yeah. and then everybody was like, "Oh, seven so much better." I'm like, "Shut up! No, it's mm-hmm. not. I'm not playing that game." I'm not playing that yep. bad game. When when we when we <laughs> my prediction is that when we're when we get our our real post self discovery top fives, yeah, Final, Final Fantasy Seven won't be on yours. Uh, I don't I, think Seven would be my top. Not 100. top five, <laughs> probably not. No, it won't be. I'm gonna switch the focus for a second. Race had to step out to let somebody in his house. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Race, <laughs> you missed a lot, unfortunately. You're good. But do you stand by the five you said earlier? I would say for the most part. Because so. when I heard your five, I was thinking those are five I think you could stand behind. Those are five games I think that are still in very much playable. I think the whole thing I said about mm-hmm. Sense of Space is important to you. Those are very, those are very, those games have very distinct feels to them. Yes. In terms of what the world makes you feel like when you think about it, even the whale punk thing and Dishonored, it feels like weird and kind of. Yeah. I would yeah. say so. So what what is it you're looking for? So for me, there's a lot of things that go into a game. So it's not that I would say I'm combat heavy, but I like for something to always be happening. So okay. one of my, like, uh, even though I haven't played it, that's what I worry about with, uh, with Red Dead Redemption 2. A lot of it is just experiencing the story through what people are talking about because you're always moving. You're not really always doing something. Yeah. So, like, stuff like that. Even if it's got a good story and I really want to go through it, I'm sure I could push myself through it, but it wouldn't end up in my top games. Probably because I'd be like... Like, in mo- like a lot of games I play, so, like, let's go through them real quick. Okay. So, the DMC, the remake, was in there. The main character being Dante I felt very connected to okay. one of my favorite things and how I go into a game if I'm going to be as open and honest as I can is I go into every game as blank slate as I can Okay. so even though I was like ooh this could be a little bit different because it's a 
not you know the Dante I know I went to as complete blank slate as I could and experience it as the game is do I like it and in doing that it allows me also to get really into my characters that I play so I remember in that game specifically mild spoilers for these games because these are the moments that really affect me as a player gotcha so there's a moment in DMC where you go to the other side because Cat has knocked you over to the other side and as the SWAT team fans in to take her. You see him try everything he can to save her. And there's a lot of games where, you know, you're trying to save someone, but his just general, just rage and just pure sadness. Like I felt that as I played it, like it wasn't just like, Oh wow. Like dude, you're, you're really going hard. Like as a player, I felt like I was Dante. What were the, what were some of the other games? Dishonored. So, Second DMC. was Dishonored. Okay. What else? Spider-Man? What else? We had Spider-Man. That w- I believe that was on the last part of it. We had... So we had DMC. We had Dishonored. We had Kingdom Hearts. And we had Sly Cooper 2. And Spider-Man. I think, judging by what you're saying, that wish fulfillment is part of what you, what you look for in games. Partially. I think it's... Explain. I, he's looking to not just get an experience. Like He's looking to really like almost like a like a, not a male power fantasy but literally like he wants to be a specific way in the game he wants to be empowered and be cool and be like right he's looking to get like for instance like Hollow Knight's my top five I don't want to be I don't want to be a soulless bug that's weird <laughs> but <laughs> that's, that's right not there. important to me mm-hmm. but I think it's super important to you that's why I think you clicked with it so, so um, for example Corvo is a, is a character that I think is incredible mm-hmm. and you think is incredible but he did not hit for mm-hmm. most people no, and I was like no. why not because he's blank and if you don't bring something to that as like i'm gonna be this stealthy badass like if you don't make him a badass he's not one Mm -hmm. so if i'm just listening to what you're saying i think that's one of your things i think literally even though it's not role-playing games Mm -hmm. you're a role player yes first and foremost you you play games Mm -hmm. to be empowered to go into a different world be empowered yeah i think that that fits you pretty well i like to feel like i'm the main character if you can't make me feel like I'm the main character in some way, shape, or form. Like, if you give me a reason to have emotion during a game that's not just... Because the main thing I dislike in video games is there's a difference between what the character gives you emotion-wise and what the game gives you emotion-wise. Yeah, no doubt. Um, For instance, like, you and me talked about grinding. You're not a big... You hate grinding in games. (laughs) And I do for a lot of stuff. So, like, if most of my rage from a game is from the experience of the game and not like I was talking about with Cat. Like, I felt like I'm going to hunt you down. I don't care who you are. I'm going to find your name because you just took Cat from me. Like, that yeah. was because I felt that way, not because the game ended up being hard. I I really enjoy the... And like Sly Cooper, it's not really one that gives you a lot of emotion, but when you play a Sly and you're actually doing stuff that's like spy-like, I'm going in, I'm actually taking pictures of where I'm going to play in this heist... I'm actually stealing stuff, unlike the game Thief, where in order to actually steal things is only if you believe in the dictionary definition of a thief. It's a weird, um, it's a weird game. So the old Thief games were great. Yeah. The new so ones there's great. there's a lot of stuff like I like to feel like I'm the main character, and there has to be something going on. Like 
if you look in all those games, even though if you're just sneaking around and like taking pictures and slide, I'm doing that. Like I feel like I'm actively having to do something, not just walking towards location. Kingdom Hearts, you were constantly fighting Heartless at some shape or form, and then that's broken up by cutscenes just enough to where you can actually feel. And then in those cutscenes, I get to feel what's happening around me in this world. There has to be this certain amount of connection between me and what is going on in order for me to actually really like it. I think a minute ago, Stephen mentioned the word um, sentiment. Mm-hmm. I think you're probably more sentimental than the rest of us, specifically I would say so. that as just as a character um, uh, trait. I think once you separate some of that mm-hmm. with your with our new top team we're going to do later on, the Sly Cooper won't be in your top five. See how I'm going yeah, for everybody. It's highly five. possible. Oh, yeah. I think like, your final. I think your number one's leaving, and I think your number uh, four. four or five's leaving. It's, I, it's highly Colby, possible. Colby, I got to work on in terms yeah. of change his mind. It's highly possible that Sly Cooper will leave. Um, just because part of it definitely is nostalgia. I absolutely. went through and recently replayed all those games. For me, they held up. I mean, super yeah, well. they absolutely did. Um, um, who makes so Sly Cooper? Th- it was a uh, Sucker Punch. No, it was Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. It was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, it did. Sucker Punch doesn't make bad games. Nope. Uh, Sucker Punch or Naughty Dog, really, for the most part. Um, there was a which, like, there was a small time that Infamous would have been Infamous One would have been one of my favorite games of all time. It, it is it's not there. my top fifty. That's anymore. another thing that it. like I almost considered was like games that gave me replay value because mm-hmm. I got to be good or evil. But the thing was on most of those games, it was mainly I'd play it twice just because I knew I could. It wasn't really because I wanted to. If that makes sense. It does like, make sense. A lot of games like may give me a good or bad aim, but I don't necessarily. Like I may do one because that's the way I'd actually play it. Like I always play a game. Usually if I know there's a bad ending, I'll do it first just so I get a feel of the game. Then afterwards you get to do the good ending and actually feel how I want during a game. Um, one thing I want to mention about, about one of mine, uh, I said earlier that like No Mercy, WWF No Mercy was on there. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a wrestling game that controls extremely well and it holds up. Uh, we played it at a game night fairly recently. Well, it wasn't probably about two years ago. <laughs> but uh, it held up really well and I couldn't believe how well it held up. But um, I have an emulator with it at home, and I never play it. I'll, I'll pop it in for like five minutes, and that game is tied specifically to the group of friends I had at the time. Right. So yes, it has great gameplay and a great roster, um, and it holds quote unquote holds up. But it doesn't belong in my top twenty-five. No. I'm being honest because I don't have that group anymore. That mm-hmm. is impossible. If I could get the same people together, sure, but that's unrealistic. So like. Do you see the, the what what I want for the assignment? <laughs> for the assignment, yes, does everybody thank you, see teacher. what I want? Like I, we may even do it next next Monday. I don't know. We um, could maybe follow it up because we yeah. the trend has been we do like a little bit we record like some shorter stuff on mm-hmm. Monday, then we get more in detail like the, the gaming news and stuff on uh, on Thursdays. But uh, yeah, um, interesting. I think I found out a lot about myself and Stephen for sure. Stephen coming clean. Uh, on, I'm, I'm going to come clean on look, the indie music, look, dude, dude. Listen, I like, love it. what you were saying, Ray, is about like feeling or like you said about him being cool yeah or feeling cool and stuff like that i want to have those stylish type moments where it doesn't matter how bad the voice acting is i don't care how bad i'm talking about a specific game you know exactly which one it is (laughs) if the boss battles are sick and they're over the top i'm all for it and i can go ahead and guarantee you there's also a surprise game that i'm already thinking of okay that will probably hit my top 10 because i think it's timeless in my personal opinion okay it is also underrated but i'm trying to remove the sentiment nostalgia from it no, I've actually played this game about five or six times. I'll still pop it in and play it. That's awesome. Yeah. I've kind of noticed since we've been talking, uh, I like to favor games that you're playing more on like the losing side. Because in my top three, uh, Ocarina of Time, Ganon, he gets into the Sacred Realm, gets the Triforce, he's he's winning. Yeah. Uh, Radiant Dawn, uh, during about three quarters of the game, 
the main goddess chick wakes up and just turns every person on the planet who's not strong enough to stone. So you're like by yourself. Oh wow! And okay. then Final Fantasy VI, you, you just you lose yeah. straight up. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I, there's something that, like n- the underdog almost feeling. Like, no, you're like, I yeah. feel no like choice I'm going is yeah, arbitrary. Like, everything we're choosing, there's like so much subconscious stuff into why we're choosing mm-hmm. what we choose, right? Um, like like we've mm-hmm. I've said a thousand times on the podcast that there, you'll see a lot of horror themes in the stuff I like. I just I like the edgy dark stuff. I just do. Yeah. I think that's interesting, man. Um, I like swords. Yeah, you the you're definitely awesome. you're a fantasy underdog. I think you're, you're once again a role player. Like mm-hmm. even though you, Link is not. I mean, he's, he's a defined character, but he's really a blank slate character. Yeah. Um, you're certainly putting yourself in there. Um, one last thing I'll say is, like, for instance, I struggle so hard to connect to strategy games mm-hmm. or any type of, like, and the reason being is kind of what Race was saying, where I don't know where's my, who am I in this game. Mm-hmm. I can't connect to anything. Um, so, for instance, I, I bought on my Switch, I bought Into the Breach, and I love it. It's a great game. But I can't play it much because I don't have, who am I? Like, I'm not any of the, I'm not any of the pilots, right? I'm just a guy making decisions and a, there's I lose a connection to the game so like um that's why I think I've I've struggled to get into strategy games and stuff like XCOM and all that I think that would be another reason almost why you just like you don't get into mobile games cuz they're Can't really meant to be like just play this like you really yeah. enjoy like Witcher you talk about every time a new person <sighs> wants to play Witcher you're like hey, like you don't even go into like combat the no. first thing you talk about is you're like, man, there are politics in this game. Yes. You go straight into how the world feels is. is. And that's what I find interesting. A lot of games that you end up talking about, aside from like Mortal Kombat, where you just like fighting. I just love it, yeah. um, a lot of the games you do, that's the specific thing is every time you go in, you're like, this is what the world is. You never go at it from a gameplay perspective. No. It's always something you talk about. You talk about it almost in the after fact of it. But for you, the main thing is, you almost like the fact of if you woke up and all of a sudden you were in this world, Whatever you're like, oh, I can walk out. I'll go see Joe at the tavern over <sighs> yeah. there, and maybe we'll it's also play one of the reasons I'm games. not particularly good at games because I don't I don't play them to play them. That sounds so mm-hmm. weird, but I play them to exist inside them. Mm-hmm. Um, so some games that don't control as well don't affect me. Like Red Dead Two, there are parts when it is extremely frustrating the way it controls, but I just didn't care. Right, I'm not playing it. For the for the combat to be good, like for instance, like the uh, in Red Dead, the shooting is you can you can use the starting gun, never upgrade it, and never lose a fight. You just mm-hmm. stay behind cover and you pop up and shoot people. Like there's there's no depth to the combat at all. But I don't I don't care. That's not mm-hmm. that's not important to me. And to say no. that gameplay, which is um what we've always been told should be number one in a game, doesn't matter or at least matters less than um it should, I guess um. Yeah, it's just, it's weird to admit that. Like, I'm I just I'm not a gameplay guy. How <laughs> much sounds crazy? As much I as I agree. harp on it, um, I think you are more of a gameplay yeah. guy, right? For sure. Um, you, but I had to have that reason for that gameplay. Yeah, so you can't just do it by itself. No. So, for instance, like, uh, what's the what's the boss game that came out lately? It was an indie title. It was just bosses. You liked it a lot, but you didn't talk about it since. Uh, Fury. Fury. Oh, Fury. Fury, yes, right. So you liked yes. that game. It was great. Great combat. Nothing but a string of boss fights. Good music. Good music. Great soundtrack. Yeah. Sound, soundtrack is another one I can go into because every single game in my top, my top five have an incredible soundtrack. Because yeah. soundtrack specifically um, may be more important than graphics of putting you in the mood and setting you into a sense of space. Mm-hmm. Um, mood for me. Not just music, but ambient sound. Right. Resident Evil 2 makes you feel like you're in the yeah. police station because it sounds like in the freaking police station. The, mu- the, the little computers you go by home when you go by them because of the hard drives or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or the fans or whatever. 
Um, so yeah, like I don't, I don't know. I just, I really wanted us to all sort of open up our, what our kind of rigid we've been told for however old we are. Here's how you rank games. Here's how GamePro does does it. Here's how EGM does it. Here's how IGN does it, mm-hmm. and kind of come up with a new. So um, next Monday, everybody's got a week. New top ten. Okay, so top ten, mm-hmm. not top five. Not top five. Two, new top ten. No nostalgia. Take nostalgia out of it. Okay. No nostalgia. Take sentimentality. We're, we're literally... Okay. You have... These are the only 10 games you can play for the rest of your life. Okay. Okay. And th- what makes it tough, though, is because even that in and of itself is a limiting factor. Yeah. Because there are certain games I love that um, don't have a lot of gameplay to them. And there are certain games that mm-hmm. you can play forever. You could play Pac-Man forever. And it doesn't really get old, whereas like, maybe there's some of the um, story... But I'm not somebody who doesn't mind reliving stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if, if I only got 10 games the rest of my life, I can guarantee you some of those are going to be stories I want to revisit every year. About at least two of them that I'm thinking of right now are going to be like very extremely story-based. So yes. All right. So next week, we are going to create a top 10 list, a revised top 10 list, and what I'm going to call our 2019 fluid top 10 because I want it to change often, hopefully. Our busted list busters? Yes, the bust, busted <laughs> list busters, exactly. Busted um, makes me feel so good. So like the... Putting Resident Evil 2 in my top five was like eye-opening for me. I was like, okay, cool. Anything can go on here. Yes. So something that comes out this year could be in my top. I'm not going to care about the sentimentality anymore. I'm not going to care about my childhood memories, my childhood friends. I don't have those people anymore. Just how good was this experience? What did it set out to do to accomplish it? So, mm-hmm. um, all right. Everybody's got their homework, right? Oh, yeah. We do have our homework, yes. I didn't even do homework in school. <laughs> so now you gotta do I mean, I kind of didn't either. I mean, look at us. We're all here. <laughs> All right, and so next week, we'll, we'll here's how it's going to go down. Just go ahead and preview it. We're going to get our top ten. Yeah. Okay. And then we're going to argue about it and try to change each other's minds. Sounds fun. I'll bring H- each other's minds. Hopefully by the end of it, the top ten we came is not the exact, at least not in the same order as we brought it. Right. And perhaps uh, either different game and or games eliminated. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be an awesome discussion. So we might yeah. actually hate each other after the next podcast. That's the well, goal. We might not be you might hate more. yourself. <laughs> you uh, might, yeah, because there's, like, one, there's man, ones I, I know. The there's ones in my, we did the top 10 the first time. I'm like, that's yeah. not my top 10. I don't know why I'm saying what, it is. Do you know how hard I'm going to like crap on Final Fantasy 7? It's be hard. Dude. I mean, I'm going to crap on Cause it. Because all the things that people say that you just don't, you don't want to listen to. I'm the same way with like, uh, like Castlevania's yeah. voice acting is terrible, right? The same for the night. It's notorious for having horrible voice acting. Yeah. Don't want it to change. But the, the gripe is still 100% legit. It's awful, awful voice acting. If a new yeah. game came out that, that sounded like that, we'd be making fun of it constantly. So, yeah, we're going to... It's going to be a good one, guys. Oh, man. I'm good at crapping on games. Yeah, he's, he's, that's, that's Colby's big thing. Anything else on this topic? Are we going to yell nope. each other next one? I, I, I hope, hope so. so. That's all we got this week. Thanks, guys.